Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship. You can check us out at blackjackapprenticeship.com. And for this episode of our podcast, we have a special guest, Mr. Dusty. Mr. Dusty Wisnew. What's up? And Dusty is the star of the documentary <laughs> Holy Rollers, The True Story of Card Cutting Christians. Um, one, of, one of the stars, the runaway star of the movie. <laughs> Um, and he played, uh, for our team for, for years, he played on his own before that. And he is a, uh, uh I guess it's safe to say a upper six figure winning card counter. True. So Dusty, welcome to the podcast. Thanks man. Yeah. Good. Good to have you here. Um, so dude, first question, uh, you had the nickname Mr. Pink Chip. Yeah. How, how did you get that nickname? Uh, well, when I was in training, I knew a guy who called himself Mr. Black. I think it was Black Chip. And, you know, Black Chips are pretty cool. They're 100 bucks. But where I was training, the uh, the 50-cent pieces were pink chips. And so I thought it I thought it was funny. You know, kind of underplay my, uh, my own card-counting prowess. And, uh, you know, kind of also hearken unto the... Um, that movie Reservoir Dogs, where uh-huh. Mr. Pink... There you go. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but Mr. Pink does not like to tip. Okay. So uh, I was kind of playing off of that, too. There you go. And then you found out after you tested out that... Yeah, usually pink, pink or... chips are 500 bucks. Yeah, so, so. it went from uh, trying to downplay your prowess to... Just base arrogance. Cool, man. So tell us a little bit about how you got into card counting. You've got a unique story. Yeah. Um, I taught my mom how to play poker when I was in high school. And then she, they built a casino in my hometown, and she learned to play blackjack. So she kind of knew the basics of card counting, running divisor true, basic strategy, no deviations or anything like that. Yeah. And she taught me that... And, um, I didn't really learn it very well, but you know, I knew how to count cards. So just enough to be dangerous. Oh yeah. It was awful. And I went the first time and won like 50 bucks or something. So I was totally hooked. Isn't that funny? I I was talking with Loudon often. Oh yeah. And he said he won his first 19 sessions. (laughs) So he thought he was just amazing at it and then he actually calculated his ev and found out that it was about five cents an hour oh my god so he he laid off but i i remember winning my first couple i know ben had the opposite he lost his entire bankroll oh geez well he's so aggressive lost his second bankroll (laughs) yeah and then i think with the third or fourth go around he actually started winning nice Nice. He probably paid attention to his risk of ruin or something like that. Uh, probably not. Oh. Um, so you started, you started playing, and then. Yeah, just for fun at first. Yeah. Uh, with my mom, and then um, I got laid off of my electrical job, and was like, "Well, I know how to count cards." I so know. I took my unemployment check to the casino, which uh, I would not recommend yeah, ever. Pro tip. Don't take your unemployment check to the casino. Don't do it. Um, but it was a good thing I did because I won, uh, I won like 1300 bucks mm-hmm. and I felt so guilty and like, I felt, I actually pitied the casino. And so I like played, uh, three card poker 
to lose 300 bucks of it back. Wow. It was so weird. I was so not a card counter. I was like, uh, I was a, a poor casino. Total I, I know. I can't believe you would do that. They like me. gave me a free meal oh, and man. all sorts of stuff. And he was super nice. And well, they're like a charity. They're there for to help you out. And the community. You know, yes. they do so much community service. That's true. So. I, I see uh, this mile of the freeway is kept clean by such and such casino. That yeah. They're they're here to help the community's out they're really given back Con- contrary to statistical evidence they're there to help <laughs> right. people out so you want a little bit of money and that's when i met you someone someone that i that we both knew said oh uh you count cards well you must know dusty he's doing that for a living yeah and so i i asked you he introduced us and i said um so what do you do with the soft 18 <laughs> i believe your answer was usually stay Oh really? I thought I thought I was like I'd probably hit it or yeah, something okay. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and oh. I said, okay, well here's the deal. Uh, you you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But I can teach you the ways. Yeah. So that's that's when you joined up with us, and uh, the rest is is history. Yep. So um, why don't you tell people a little bit about your experiences training? Training was always kind of frustrating. I uh, I'm lazy by nature and um for me and for a lot of people i know card counting training you have to be really really motivated and so i was in training for like five months and i already knew kind of the basics why do you have to be motivated uh because it actually takes work consistent work and so i um you know i had another job and yeah stuff like that so it wasn't until I ran out of money that I really was like, okay, now I have to, I have to test out. Yeah. But then there were, there were also things like, uh, you know, going to the casino and, and Ben watching me. Yeah. And you know, we get, we get done with this session and he's like, well, you didn't make any mistakes. And I was like, great. So I'm on the team. Right. And he's like, well, no, I want to watch you play again. And just, yeah. I felt so indignant. Like, no, I didn't make any mistakes. I played perfectly. Yeah. I'm on the team. Yeah, or whatever, you know. So um, that was always interesting. And it's a different beast being watched yeah. by somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. And, uh, I mean, it's a completely different type of stress than even just playing and being watched by casino personnel. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an interesting beast. Yeah, I I mean, to me, there's a, there's a sense of... Um... Oh, I I better really pay attention to how I'm playing and what I'm what I'm doing because this person's watching me. The rest of the time, I'm assuming that I'm playing perfectly or whatever. But but it, it does bring bring the intensity to to the next level. I remember even you know we'd have we'd be testing all the players and just just for fun, better I would deal to each other. And all of a sudden, it's like oh. I don't want to screw up. Like that yep. would be embarrassing to screw up. You know, oh my gosh! When yeah. I hadn't thought about screwing up in months or years. Yep. Um, but it does bring it. So, so a tip for you guys out there: if you can have someone that that you can deal to uh, and have them deal to you, it is it's so valuable. You know, at a, at our boot camps, I've yet to deal to someone and not find flaws in their game. And I'm talking about people that are that are new but also people that are playing with you know huge bankrolls playing full time and then they're still making some mistakes um that's why our 
our test out process took so long as well as why it was ongoing. Yeah. 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 It's weird too. It's a, it's a different type of stress and I caught myself and I know my teammates, uh, making excuses, weird excuses at times where it's like, no, I never do that. I'm just nervous or whatever. And it's like, on the one hand, that might be true because it's a different type of stress. But if you can play perfectly in front of somebody while they're watching and you know they're watching, yeah. then you know you're you're good to go in the casino. All right. So you learn how you train, you test out, boring. Um, <laughs> tell people a little bit about uh, what it was like after you know, once you start playing. Wow. Um, I think we had a pretty unique experience on our team. Um, but it was, it was wild. I didn't really get into playing really hard until I went on a trip with a friend, like a more experienced card counter. And that kind of... No, that okay. was... Um, oh, okay. I know who that was. Yeah. Ahab. Okay. I called him in my phone. Another tip. If you're going to have card counter phone numbers in your phone, put them under code names. So when go. they call you from the, while you're in the casino... Yeah, who was it? Was that you that got... No, that wasn't me. I think that was... Someone got picked off because they saw saw the... Oh, I think that One was... One of the Midwest guys, yeah. right? Yeah, the the casino zoomed in on their iPhone and saw the the names. Yep. And then had uh, that was one of multiple things we learned over time. The the first thing we learned apparently we were called the MySpace team. Uh. And for you kids out there, um, there used to be this website called MySpace <laughs> that was so awesome. It was like if if Facebook was cool. Yep. Um, and you could put music on it. And and it, this was pre Facebook and. Uh, so we all had MySpace accounts. I didn't. Okay. Everyone else had MySpace accounts, and we all were, you know, friends. And every the default for everything was public, and this was before anyone even thought about private accounts. Um, and you know, we're young, we're young bucks, and so we're not thinking that casinos are on there. But apparently, we found this out from surveillance years later that they called us the MySpace team because they would just go into one of our profiles. And say, oh, I know that guy, he's a high roller. I know that guy, he's a high roller. And connect all of us. Um, so then then we uh, changed changed all the settings to private. There's another, if you've got a Facebook account, um, if you're on the Facebook, make sure that you have your settings set, set to private um, or else just don't post anything about casinos, uh, gambling. But better yet, just have everything set to private. You don't want strangers uh, following that info. No joke. I... Uh... I was never on MySpace and I'm not on Facebook, but I often thought about making like a uh, dummy profile yeah. that's like talks about gambling. You know, I love to gamble. You know, here's my last craps loss. Yeah. You know, here's how much money I've lost at oh, roulette. Man. But I always seem to make it back at blackjack. Just total misinformation. Yeah. That's pretty But funny. I never did it. I get, um, I don't know, every month, probably a couple times a month, I get random uh friend requests mm. and i i look at who it is and they work for a casino oh jeez! and then i just ignore yeah so uh back to back to playing you went on a trip with a more experienced player yeah yeah and then after that 
yeah, he wasn't on the team very long after that, but um, that kind of broke me in yeah. to what it's like to go on an out-of-state trip. And, um, and so for like the next year, I traveled with my wife and our first son all over the country. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was like, it was totally the, the heyday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How many, how many, uh, casinos do you think you've played? Uh, man, I don't know. Probably. 200? 200. Does that sound too yeah, high? That, that was about what? Too low? Loud and I'd say, often. Yeah. Loud, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, so uh, tell, tell me about uh, one of your early trip uh, experiences, something that was formative for you. Hmm. I'd say that first trip with G Man. Um, we went to Palm Springs and we're going around doing spotter BP uh-huh. and, um, you know, he's like, do you want to pray before we go into this casino? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, and then at the end of the trip, it was like, we're getting closer. We're running out of casinos and we're running out of time. And he's like, okay, let's play really, really hard. And then not sleep and go to the water park. <laughs> Did you bring your swimsuit? I was like, so no. So ten straps in your in your board shorts. Oh my gosh! No, no, we got a locker. Okay. I had oh, oh, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. <laughs> I shouldn't have told this story, but yeah, I I think we got yeah we got a locker. It had a key and everything, totally mm-hmm. secure. Um. Yeah, and we ran around going so on water slides. But but you played really hard that night. Yeah, we. Uh, he was like, "Man, you got to work hard and play hard." There you go. And so that is something that was always kind of a struggle for me to do. You know, yeah. you're traveling all around the country with your loved ones, and only seeing the crummy, dingy parts of town where all the casinos are. Yeah. You know, so there were a few pretty sweet trips where we actually made it a priority to see something beautiful and And i I think he got that idea um he went on a trip with us you know we we even had the you know the apprentice model came from we're testing people out we're like dude they need to go on a trip with us and so the first few players they we'd take them on trips with us and Mm. then it was like okay now these guys know how how we roll or whatever, yeah. uh, how to do this. So we need to send new players on a trip with a veteran. That was, mm-hmm. that was um, it's just so valuable to get that, that real yeah. experience. But he went on a trip with us and we, we were in Vegas, I think for four days and just got crushed. Um, oh. And we pulled an all nighter our last night, Ben and I playing, you know, across the street from each other in downtown Vegas all, all night, you know, till, Till eight, I remember getting backed off at the the shift change at eight a.m. Mm. Um, and we, we had lost almost all of our uh, trip bankroll, and we decided to go get our comped massages instead of get a couple hours of sleep before nice. before our flight. But it was just like you know what we worked our asses off. We did everything we could do, and now we're gonna we're gonna relax hard rather than just you know. Or we would uh, Ben and I like to 
in, instead of get that extra hour of sleep, let's just eat one more meal on the casino's dime. Get yeah. early and have <laughs> yeah. a big breakfast on, on the casino's yeah. dime. So one of the things that you really pi- pioneered for our team was finding places in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So how did, I mean, what, what was your logic? Um, they were always risky and it's obvious why, you know, these places are in the middle of nowhere and almost every state has a few of these casinos that are totally isolated, isolated. Yeah. And, um, oftentimes they're part of a chain or whatever, and they're not going to be any good. So not a lot of card counters go there. Yeah. They're risky because if you get backed off, it's like a three hour drive to the next casino. And so, yeah, these casinos in the middle of nowhere, um, they're risky, but that's what makes them attractive to me because other, other card counters don't like to go there. So oftentimes you can find one of these in each state where they've just never heard of card counting. Yeah. One of the things that we were very fortunate about when we started, Ben and I, was that we were, you know, Washington state at the time was $50, $100 limits which to us, we were very rarely betting that much, if ever, mm-hmm. even betting $100 um, initially. And so it was fine with us, but no other card counter is going to fly to Washington State to yeah. bet $50 or $100 limits. Yeah. So we'd be sitting there six, eight hours a day, and they had very little clue. Now, to be fair, um, I found a lot of casinos even large casinos, if you're betting those limits anywhere, you know, they're, they're probably not going to care. But even when we started, you know, growing our bankroll betting more, it was what we lacked in EV per hour. We just made up for in hours, which is that whole idea. You know, there were different people had different strategies on our team. Some people would say, I want the highest dollar per hour, Mm -hmm. even if I get backed off in an hour. And then other people would say, you know, find me a place where I'm playing 12 hours a day for four straight days, you know? Yeah. Um, I was the latter. I loved that. I loved just being able to camp out and just wail on it. And you'd pioneer these places, and then the rest of the team would would fly in and... Burn them down. Just swarm swarm them. Yeah. But it was great, you know? I can think of one place um, in the middle of, of a random state that we took half a million dollars from in a year that you yeah. found yeah and you started playing and everyone else said what is dusty doing yeah and and then once after after right around five hundred thousand dollars worth of net profit that's when the casino said okay well you guys are are done here and yeah. then you found one of those i can think of like five other states <laughs> yeah they're all over it's interesting and not always you know i I drove out to one place in the middle of, uh, you know, like Missouri and they were like awful. Yeah. You know, I got there and I bought in over $10,000 or I was trying to, and they were like, no, we have to see your social security card. And I was like, no, it says right on it, not to carry it on your person. Yeah. There's no way you, ha- I just, I'll fill out the form. And they were like, no. And so they're inexperienced. Yeah. They hadn't heard of card counting, but they also just, weren't very good at what they did and so that ended my session after like you know an hour or two when i could have i was hoping to play all night yeah 
I mean, it makes me think of um, one of our early trips. Uh, well, I'll say it, the Arizona area, and mm. we played a place for three, four days, mm. and we went to cash out our hundred and forty thousand dollars in chips. We we bought in sixty grand. We won eighty there. Wow. Went to cash it out, and they wouldn't. And they they first one one guy. So we sent one guy to cash it, and there were other three of us sat in the car. And then after 15 minutes of not hearing from him, sent another guy in. After another 15 minutes of not hearing from him, uh, the last two of us went in, and they and they took us all to, you know, a back room, and uh, and they said, "How did you win this much money? What, uh, okay. How were you cheating?" And we said, "We weren't cheating. We were counting cards." <laughs> and they said, "Well, how do you do that?" And so we had to explain to them, high oh low, plus minus. And they said, "Well, how do you know what to bet?" And we. We explained to them our bet spread and that we use software to calculate it. Yeah. And then they, they checked every single chip under uh, black light to mm-hmm. make sure it wasn't counterfeit. Oh, and they had to be $500 chips, right? Yeah. And oh, we cashed them out and and we went on our merry way. And they still sent us a letter said, you're not welcome on our property for cheating. Um, oh. But but yeah, some of these places, I know my biggest win was at a place in, in the middle of nowhere in, in the Midwest that... I don't know if anyone in our I I was get I had gotten flyered in a major city. Mm. I flew there because you know lots of people had been playing. Good favorable rules. Okay, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be there for four days. Within two hours, I was flyered and done at oh. all the major casinos. So I take the three hour drive yeah. to somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Played there for the the last three days. I won over fifty thousand dollars. And when I went, I asked their. Um, went to their host office to see if I could get envelopes to put my extra money in. Mm-hmm. And they they said, well, we're not open yet. And I was like, I've been here for three days, won 50 grand, <laughs> and their hosts have no idea who I am. Yeah, oh my like, gosh. There, there's a reason why this casino doesn't know what I'm doing. It, yeah. It has to do with how they're run. Yep. So you pioneered finding those places. Yeah, those places could be pretty glorious. Yeah, and we could probably talk for about three hours about some of your best stories, but but before we go, why don't we just hear one or two of your, your favorite casino stories. How many times have you... You're the only... No, one other member of our team was ever arrested. Yeah. You're the only other... How many times did you get arrested? Oh, just the once. Just the once, okay. <laughs> and that was, uh, yeah, for possession of stolen property. Okay, so um, why don't you tell us that story real quickly? Yeah, um, I was uh, playing at one of these middle of middle of nowhere casinos and won a bunch of money, and they uh, cashed me out. Everything was fine, copacetic. On my next trip, I... Uh, I get the tap on the shoulder while this I'm is playing. A trip, trip to another. Uh, com- yeah, across the country. Okay. Um, I uh, I get the tap on the shoulder and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm done, you know. And the guy's like, hey, can you grab your stuff and come with me? I'm like, yeah. Okay, sure. Can I just cash out? You've, and you've leave? been through the drill. Yeah. And he's like, no. How about you come with me? And I was like, okay. So he walks me up the stairs and I'm or. Uh, we're riding up the escalator, and I'm like, "So, uh, did I like win a jackpot or something?" Uh-huh. He was like, "No, <laughs> no, <opposite>. you didn't." <laughs> he didn't say that either. But um, he walks me over to like these security guards who are uh, waiting by like a freight elevator. Yeah. And we go into the elevator and stand there, and I'm like, "Okay, are the 
are the handcuffs really necessary? Oh, man. And they're like, nobody's saying anything. Yeah. And I look at these security guards and I see their guns. And I'm like, oh, these aren't security guards. And I look at their badges and it's like, no, these are cops. Like, what the heck is going on? And so we get to the back room in the bowels of this casino and the cop is like, so uh, do you know why you're here? And I'm like, maybe. I, I try never to say yes or no. Yeah. Uh, most of the time I do know why I'm there. You know, I'm well, counting cards. usually because you have the advantage. But in this case, maybe was the right answer. <laughs> um, and they, uh, they were like, you have a ridiculously high amount of marked bills. Huh. So um, you're under arrest for possession of stolen property. And I was like, what? This is crazy. And... It was this huge ordeal. We were uh, there for... I think I was in (sighs) Austria. Yeah, you and Ben. So Ben and I went to a friend's wedding in Austria, and it was the first time we'd left the country for an extended period, Um, and we we left left Mark in charge. We said, don't worry about Mark. Nothing's going to happen. Super easy to manage this. And we start getting, getting these, you know, it was really hard to check email or phone calls or whatever but mm-hmm. but once we did we're getting this dusty's in jail uh stolen yeah. money uh yeah. don't know what to do so you spent what one night i spent 14 hours detained um and no phone call they didn't read me my rights until like 10 in the morning uh-huh. um yeah it was it was intense. L- luckily, they didn't impound my rental car um, because I told them, you know, my wife's in town, and they were like, "Okay, she she can come get it." So what happened? Um, so they kept me until the FBI opened, and uh-huh. the F, you know, like they had taken photos of every single bill, the serial numbers, and all of it, and they like, you know, the FBI opens and they're sending him this fax and. The FBI was like, we don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, like, send this guy home. Yeah. Um, so I promised myself when I was in the bullpen with 11 other dudes that I would never count cards again. <laughs> and then... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That was the line. That was when I decided I was I was going to quit. And then yeah, that worked out for you. <laughs> well, I got out of jail and I still didn't have any money. Yeah. Of my own. And so I drove straight to... Well, I slept. And then I drove to a casino in another state. So so that... that I, I was retired for like probably about 22 hours. And you were the one person I remember at a team meeting of 30 people who said, well, I think this is when we started talking about starting other businesses and, and how we were interested in, in helping ourselves and other people on the team launch other other businesses and we said something like well we're not going to be counting cards forever and your famous line is what i am <laughs> yeah yeah i i love it it's uh immensely enjoyable for me and we even uh we were training your mom for for a while yeah it didn't didn't work out yeah but uh but man she would have been a great bp yeah why is that oh just because she's not young and white white well i guess she's white well yeah but 
female, uh, young, young older. Lady. Looks like she might actually carry that much money on a regular basis. It, uh, I remember reading in uh, the the like surveillance guide to card counting or something like that. Um, it it was giving the profile of a card counter, and this is when I was twenty two and was just starting to do this full time, and yeah. it said, um, you know, young, white, male, some facial hair, um, <laughs> you know. Cargo and, pants. <laughs> and carries money in rubber bands. I was like, wow, that's, but, and I remember thinking, I remember having the thought then of, okay, I'm going to stop and wait till I'm about 50. Yep. And then I'm going to start doing this again. And I thought, that's the worst idea. Yeah. Now's the time, you know, Yeah. why would I put this on the shelf for 30 years? And and I'm glad, well, I fit the profile. Well, who gives a crap? I still, people say, oh, well, you look like a card counter. Well, I still won tons of money. And people say, um, well, you're in Griffin book. Well, I won most of the money I won after being put in Griffin book. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, casinos know about you. They know about the team. Well, I don't care. Uh, you're on a website for card counting. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. I still play. I still generate EV. I still win money. Those same casino hosts who didn't know your name when you were playing yeah. thousands of dollars work with casino security that have no idea about your website. That's right. I've gotten a couple back offs in the last year where they've mentioned the website. Nice. Which is a kind of, it's nice. The website's getting a little bit of notoriety. Yeah. But, uh, you know... I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind uh, getting a little extra EV before, before the tap. So it's yeah. Take it. I'll take what I can get. I guess. Yeah. Dude, so how about one more story for us? Yes, I was so. I'm so glad you asked because this one's better than that one. Um, this is another one of those stories I probably shouldn't be telling you. So is, but... is the FBI involved in this one? No. Okay. No. I can think of at least one other story with you involving FBI. Oh yeah, there was the day after Osama bin Laden was cacked. Oh, I was. Is that when you left money in the? Oh no, that wasn't FBI. Oh. That was just the cops. I thought. Well, I remember talking to FBI about it. Like they called us. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. Well, maybe you should tell that story. <laughs> what was it like? What was it like <laughs> talking yeah. to the FBI and, and trying to get get back ten thousand dollars? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty thousand dollars that you'd left in a hotel room drawer. Yeah, and correct. not a nice hotel room either. It was like a cheap hotel room. I cannot nightstand. believe that the cleaning lady gave the money to the manager. Manager gave it to the police. Well, I don't think the manager was going to. Oh. I think you called. I came back and was like, "Hey, I left my work papers in the nightstand." Oh, okay. And he was like, "Work papers? What's in the envelopes?" And I'm like, "Papers for work." And he was like, "What kind of papers? What's in the envelopes?" <laughs> He's this Indian guy, and I was like, "Uh." twenty thousand dollars and he was like i've already called the police okay and i was like okay i'll wait and so like 40 minutes later the cops show up i don't think he had called the police Uh i think he had just made 20 grand yeah um you know like finders keepers and is it you know like i wouldn't blame him because it's like probably drug money yeah you know why not screw the drug dealer uh, but it justifies it uh probably not yeah but you know, we'll, we'll uh, leave the ethics conversation. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, the story I was thinking about was a return trip to one of those middle of nowhere casinos because they always eventually 
catch on yeah. and figure out At that they're losing the money. So I went back and my host was this really nice guy and I like go in and he's like, Oh, Hey, come in here and like shuts the door and is like, I don't, I'm just telling you this as like a friend or whatever. I don't know if anybody's talked to you, but they decided that they're not going to let you play blackjack anymore. Mm -hmm. They said something about counting cards. And I was like, really? Thanks for, thanks for telling me. Uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, I just wanted to do you a favor. And I was like, well, uh, was it cause I won 90 grand the last time I was here? And he like chuckled. He was like, yeah, it could have been that. Or it could have been that you played 23 hours in one day. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I am like thinking back to my last trip and it was, I started in like oh LA gosh. and drove all the way up to Northern California because I, other teammates had just burned everything down in the area. So I was so desperate at the end of a trip and like got there with like a day and a half left on my trip uh-huh. and was just like, oh my gosh, they're letting me play. I got to go to sleep. Uh-huh. And I remember going through shoes like where I'm like, I need, this needs to be my last shoe. Oh no. You know, I'm like having to really focus on keeping count like more than usual, yeah. much more like it's requiring so much more effort. And then getting to the end of the shoe and they pull a brand new there it is it's right, pre-shuffled start. and it's like okay one more yeah we'll just see if this goes positive yeah if it goes yeah. negative i'll go sleep well we'll just do one more shoe yep exactly Dude. and it, i did that like just one more shoe it was like running a marathon you know just one more step for like hours oh, and made like i think it was like ninety three thousand. and i i uh i saw somebody wearing a jackpot winter jacket and was like, I'm going to get me one of those. <laughs> and I was like, hey, where can I get one of those? And they're like, oh, those aren't for sale. And I was like, well, I want a jackpot, though. And he was like, were you playing the slots? And I was like, no. And they're like, that's only for slot players. But how much did you win? And I was like, $93,000. And he was like, okay, I'll be right <laughs> back. I to give you a jackpot. Jack. Yeah. So awesome. And Dude, that thing is roll. the best cover. I love it. I love it because it says slots jackpot winner. It's like walk up to a blackjack yeah. table wearing that. And it's like, that buys you at least a few Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. I've, I've bumped into people playing in casinos that, you know, it's like 10 a.m. And they're like, oh, oh it's almost all gone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, <sighs> we hit a jackpot last night and we're still playing. Oh. And they're, they're just, you know, slowly uh, gambling away the entire jackpot they'd won. So there you go. So there's, depressing. There's your cover. Yeah, it's great cover. Cool. Well, Dusty, Mr. Pink Chip Wisnew, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for you guys listening at home, you can check out more at blackjackapprenticeship.com. And there you go. We'll talk to you guys later.